heart. Our people have overwhelmed the forces guarding the Great Hall, Captain Molar. The Unchanged then bombed the entire area from orbit. They killed thousands of us. And killed thousands of their own as well, Karath. What of Korg? He was able to escape before the bombardment began. He must be found. At all costs, we must find Chancellor Korg. And we shall kill him. No, we must take Korg alive. Alive? But he is unchanged. He is a freak. Yes, but the unchanged believe him to be the legacy of Kalos. If we captured Korg and then executed him, they will know the evolved are the way of the future. They will lose hope in their cause. Yes. Yes, they would fall before us. Find Korg. Do whatever it takes. Dispatch all ships under our control. Find him. Find Chancellor Korg. Darker Projects presents... Star Trek. The Section 31 Files. Created by Eric Busby. Very well. Send him in. Errol Dekra, the first Zindi to ever become president of the Federation. This is quite the unexpected honor. I may be seated. Commodore 9, I'll get right to the point. I don't like you very much. I can't tell you how much that wounds me. I take it this means I'm off the Christmas card list this year. Christmas card? I'm afraid I don't understand. Christmas. It's a holiday we humans observe. But it doesn't matter. Please, feel free to call me Bishop. For some time now, it has been speculated that you have some association with... with Section 31. Section 31? You mean that so-called non-existent unsanctioned agency hidden within the ranks of Starfleet? Sorry, Mr. President, I can't help you. I've never heard of them. I don't have time for games, Bishop. Something has happened, and as much as it repulses me to say this, we need Section 31's help. Really? I take it this is something Starfleet can't afford to get its lily-white hands dirty in? You could say that. This is the Kelvin Expanse, on the edge of the Klingon space. It's named after the USS Kelvin that was lost there over a century ago. All space travel in that system has since been... forbidden. Yes, due to a number of anomalies that have sprung up since the Kelvin's destruction. The funny thing is, the Kelvin wasn't actually destroyed by an anomaly, was it, Mr. President? I am quite certain you already know what destroyed the Kelvin. This ship, the Narada, commandeered by a Romulan commander named... Nero. It was his ship that destroyed the planet Vulcan. Come to think of it, it almost destroyed the Earth. But this is old news. It all happened like a century ago or so. But is quite relevant. 
Shortly after the Narada's arrival on our time, the Klingons captured it and its crew imprisoned. After a number of years, they escaped and reclaimed the Narada. In the process, they also destroyed a number of Klingon warships. Again, old news, Mr. President. True, but what is generally not known is that while the Narada fled, they fired off a series of probes to random worlds within the Empire. Upon recovery, it was discovered that the probes contained nothing but harmless bacteria, or so it was thought. What's happened? A few months ago, the number of violent assaults within the Klingon Empire began to escalate. They were random at first. A lone Klingon would become violent, aggressive. They would attack and kill anyone close to them and keep killing until someone stopped them. That sounds like your standard Klingon behavior to me. No, this is worse. Over time, more and more Klingons have turned and become insane killers. No one understood why at first until someone got their hands on some of the DNA of one of the attackers. This is what they discovered. On the right is normal Klingon DNA. On the left is one from the attackers. It's... it's changed. The DNA, it's been altered. Upon close inspection, it was discovered the bacteria are triggering the changes. The same bacteria that was in the Narada probes. So this is some sort of a, what, a biological attack? But why is it happening now? Why is it taking so long to have an effect? We're not certain. However, we feel it may have been part of Nero's plan. To let the bacteria remain inert until it had time to spread far and wide. Yes, I see. Anyone exposed would become a carrier, exposing others. Only more so. The changes are part of their genetics. They're passing the changes to their offspring as well. So what finally set it off? We don't know. What we do know is that those who have changed can still think and reason. However, they're driven by a blinding hate to attack and kill anyone who has not changed. They're willing to die if it means one of the unchanged dies with them. Sounds charming. Sadly, it does not remain within the Empire. We have received reported cases of similar violence in the Cardassian Union, and now the Federation as well. Upon testing these people, traces of the bacteria were found. I see. So what do you need Section 31 for? Sounds like a job for Starfleet Medical, if anything. We need Section 31 to do a simple retrieval job. Uh, retrieving whom? Korg. The number of violent incidents is growing at a staggering rate within the Empire. The High Council is not certain they'll be able to maintain control for much longer. Given that many of them look upon Korg as a messianic figure, they requested we take him into custody for... safekeeping. Running away is not Korg's style. Believe me, he's not happy about it. I've heard he personally killed two of his aides over the matter. Now that sounds like him. Still, I don't understand why you need Section 31 for this. Can't you just send a starship? I read a report that said the Enterprise was on the Klingon border. I'm sure Riker wouldn't mind picking him up. We don't know how far this problem is going to go. In the days and weeks to come, it is possible the Empire will collapse, and these altered Klingons will be in power. What do you think they might do? They discovered we gave amnesty to the leader of the Unchanged. Ah, they might go to war with us next. I see your point. That's why we need Section 31 to go to the Kelvin Expanse and recover Korg. The Council has made arrangements to transport him there aboard a Ferengi trading ship so as not to attract any attention. Well, assuming I do have contacts within Section 31, I'm pretty certain I can make some sort of arrangements, Mr. President. And I know just the people to send. 
Captain's log, stardate 61003.8. Captain Karen Delona reporting. Today I have received orders dispatching the Nosferatu to the Kelvin Expanse. This has moved up our departure time, so many departments are in a rush to ensure the ship is in optimal condition for our mission. This is the second Section 31 vessel to bear the name Nosferatu, the previous ship having been too badly damaged and taken out of service. Although based upon a century-old design, I am in awe of the advances over my previous command. As where the first Nosferatu was designed for stealth and observation, this new ship is designed with combat as its principal feature, yet we are equipped for state-of-the-art espionage missions as well. With the galaxy becoming more dangerous with each passing year, I can only hope the missions Nosferatu will perform will help maintain the peace with the Federation. I am, however, making a point to meet with new members of my crew. No, no. A warp shunt should never be cross-converted with a mind-free path tracker. For the love of Kondu and Sign. Oh, who thinks these things up? But, but we've never done that before. Commander Bacchus always had us... Commander Bacchus is not the chief engineer anymore. I am. Now, hand me that hydro spanner. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, right. Here you go, Chief. Good. Now piss off. I have work to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Christ, I miss the Chief. Excuse me, but... Please do not bother me. As you can see, I am quite busy, thank you. Too busy to speak with your captain? Oh, now let's see, that depends. If my captain would rather see her ship turn into an atomic fireball, or not. See, I can sit around and have a fun-filled chat with you, complete with teen biscuits. Or... I can correct this imbalance in the flow setting before it triggers a core breach. So, Captain, which do you want me to do? Fix the setting, obviously. That's what I like about you Starship Captains. Always on the ball when it comes to making the big choices. Mind you now, it would have taken a while for this to go really bad. So, we could have still had the tea and biscuits, but the point is still valid. The settings are aligned. The flow should be normal now. Now then, what would you like to chat about? You're the replacement for Commander Bacchus, I take it? Lieutenant Rebecca Mathis, at your service. So why didn't you report to me when you came on board? Chief engineers tend to make, um... Well, how do I say this nicely? Modifications. Yes, modifications that often tend to... Well, been the rules here and there. Thus, when a new chief arrives, he tends to get the lay of the land, so to speak. I thought it might be a good idea to pop down here before I made my hellos. Commander Bacchus made changes I did not know about? Nothing to fret, Skipper. 
It's clear he was a fine engineer. However, I have my own style of dealing with warp engines. Make sure it stays that way, Lieutenant. We don't know what we're going to be coming across in the days to come. I want Nosferatu operating at peak performance. Rest assured, Skipper, everything will be in tip-top form. Carry on. First officer to captain. This is Delona. What up, old man? It's arriving. Meet me at the transporter room. I'm on my way. I'd just like to go on record and say that this is a really lousy idea. You're preaching to the choir, Commander. Nevertheless, 31 feels we need one. Yippee for us. You met our new chief engineer yet? The genetically enhanced girl? Yeah. Surprised she's working with us. Federation's never been wild about genetically modified people. 31 made her an offer. If she worked for us, they would spring her from lockup. They see a lot of potential in her. Any idea where she came from before she was captured? Yes, but 31 is keeping that information to itself. How typical. Got a hell of an attitude, though. Just like all the genetically engineered people I've run into. You've run into people like Mathis before? Yeah. Back in the 20th century, I fought in the eugenics war. Never met one that didn't become a problem after a while. Any chance we could get Tom back? Afraid not. Last I heard, he and Judah were already back on the Defiant. I am surprised you did not go with them. <laughs> Don't think I didn't consider it. But given that the Avatar that the Destroyer used was based on my body, and that most people believe that I was the head of the Divine Celestial Imperium... Well, let's just say that people are hunting me. I know there's a huge bounty on my head, and all Starfleet personnel have standing orders to bring me in, alive or dead. So, this is the best place I can think of for the time being. At least until I can find a way to clear my name. We've got a confirmation lock, Captain. Transfer standing by. Thank you, Chief. Energize. Aye, sir. Energizing. And now the fun starts. I am 6 of 10 of 4th Defense Unit 879. I hold the rank of Knight. At least you're not a bishop. Not now, Mac. Hello, I'm Karen Delona, Captain of the Nosferatu. This is my first officer, Tequila Mac. You are the Novacon. What of it? The Collector spent many centuries trying to locate your homeworld for assimilation. In the end, however, they determined that all the tales and stories told about your people were simply legends that held no validity. Yet here you are. I find that quite fascinating. Gee, lucky me. Captain, I have been assigned under your command, and I am to assist the ship and crew in any task you deem fit. Welcome aboard. I have assigned you under security. Your first shift is at 600 hours at Tactical. Understood. 
I understand I'm to report to medical before anything else. Yes, I shall have someone escort you. That will not be necessary. I have downloaded all data pertaining to the Nosferatu. I already know the location of sickbay. Uh, I see. Well, don't let me keep you here. Dismissed. Until later, Captain. Commander. Oh, yeah. I can see she's gonna fit in real well. Stow it, Commander. She's part of the crew now, so you'd better get used to bumping into her. Yeah, well, considering our past experience with Borg officers, I plan to keep a close eye on her. I'd expect no less. Let's get to the bridge. It's time we started our mission. Captain on the bridge. Report, Mr. Jasper. Docking arms have been retracted. All lights in the green. Prepare to engage thrusters. Aye, sir. Thrusters on standby. Almost feel like I should say something significant right now. How about... Yea, though I walk in the shadow of the Valley of Death, I shall fear no evil, for I am the meanest bastard in the valley. That's kind of dark, don't you think? It's a dark universe, Captain. Hmm. You might have a point. Helm, thrust us ahead full till we clear space dock. Then go to warp one. Aye, Captain. Engaging thrusters. Yea, though I walk through the valley and other words to those effects. I see from your record you've had some implants removed. Yes, Dr. Sakat. But not all of them. You still look more Borg than... I exactly what species were you before assimilation? Vidian. Vidian. That would explain this, then. Bioscans are picking up traces of the phage in your body. The only thing keeping it in check is your Borg implants. Which is why they cannot be removed. No, they can't. I've heard of the phage. It's a necrotic plague. And quite virulent to my people. It's wiped out billions of us. However, thanks to an unexpected encounter with the Borg, I may be the last Vidian in the galaxy. I understand. 
When I was a boy, my homeworld was destroyed. Just over 10,000 of us survived. I read the files of what happened to Vulcan. The survivors of your race have not only reestablished themselves, but have thrived on new Vulcan. True, but our numbers are thin. There are only around 20,000 Vulcans in the entire galaxy. But at least your people survive. If any of my people still live, in time, they will also come to the phage and die. You do not know that for certain. Your people may have found a cure for the phage. It matters not. My homeworld is on the other side of the galaxy. Given the limitations of the technology available, it is unlikely I shall ever return home. Never give up hope. Hope? Hope is irrelevant. And a very odd thing for a Vulcan to say. In time, you will find I am not like the other Vulcans. I've even been known to tell a joke when the mood strikes me. You're free to go. In time, we may find a means to control the phage. Then we can remove the other implants. However, for now, they are helping to regulate your body's functions and keep you alive. I recommend you regenerate at least once a day. Understood, Doctor. I'm not so sure about this. There's nothing to worry about, Matthew. We've worked with him before. Yes, but it's very strange. I mean, he's not really alive, is he? He's just a copy of someone's memories is all. They say all a person really is is the sum of one's memories. It doesn't matter if they come as flesh and blood or a hologram. Say what you like, Commander. The emergency science officer just makes me feel edgy. Holograms were never meant to become sentient. Oh, I know a doctor from Voyager who would disagree with you. Computer, activate the emergency science officer. And it's great to be back. Do you always have to say that when they activate you? Hey, it beats saying, please state the nature of the scientific emergency. Besides, who's ever heard of a scientific emergency anyway? So this is the new ship. How's your program handling, Judah? Tip-top in Bristol fashion. So what's happened to me? What do you mean? You know, the flesh and blood Judah. The guy in the meat suit. The other me. He and Tom have gone back to the Defiant. Well, I guess that's good. I mean, it's bad enough having two of me around. Can you imagine the problems we'd have with both of us serving on the same ship? People would be mistaking me for him all the time. And let's face it, I got more charm than he ever did. Yeah. Now... What's with that thing on your head? It's a fez. I wear fez now. Fezes are cool. Judah! Fine, I won't wear it. There, gone. Good. But I am wearing it on my off hours. I don't care if you wear a bow tie and suspenders. But when you're on duty, you will appear as a Model Section 31 officer. Your wish is my command. Now then, what's our mission? I'll let Mr. Jasper bring you up to speed on that. We're entering the Expanse soon, and I'm needed on the bridge. Good. So here's the big question. Yes, sir. What do people do for fun around here?
Captain, we're arriving at the Kelvin Expanse. Slow to one-half impulse. Aye, sir. Man. Oh, man. What have you got, Judah? More anomalies than you can shake a stick at. It's like a lightning storm in space out there. Yeah, you might want to keep the shields up just for safety. Good point. Knight, raise shields. Shields up, Commander. Captain, I am detecting a Ferengi trade vessel. They are hailing us. On screen. I am Zog, captain of the merchant ship Great is Good. Karen Delona of the Nosferatu. You're late. I've been waiting the better part of a day for you. My apologies. We came as quickly as we could. Well, I'm afraid it's going to cost you extra. You see, my time is very valuable. I can't afford to just be sitting around while there's profit to be made. (sighs) What is it you want? Ten more bars of gold-pressed latinum on top of what the Klingons have already paid me. I'll give you four. Four? After everything I had to go through just to get here, not to mention navigating around all these anomalies, I won't settle for anything less than eight. I'll go as high as six. (laughs) You're quite the shrewd negotiator, Captain. You must have Ferengi blood in you. Very well. Seven bars it is. Fine. Seven, then. We'll arrange transport for you and our guest. See you soon. Come on, Mac. Time to greet an old friend. Alana, it is good to see you again, my daughter. You too, Korg. I just wish the circumstance were different. You and I both. Mac, good to see you are well. I assume you have several barrels of blood wine on hand for my arrival. Oh, yes. In fact, I've been able to get my hands on... Uh, yeah, yeah, this is all fascinating, really, but uh, where is my payment? You have no honor, you know that. Many Klingons died to ensure I would get here alive. Yet all you care about is your precious latinum. Hey, don't make it sound like I don't care. I do. I'm quite sensitive when you get to know me, but I have some debts I need to pay off. So, if you can pay me, I'll be on my... Red alert. All hands to battle stations. Bridge, this is Captain. What's happening? Several Klingon warships have decloaked and are attacking. Klingons? But but how? Obviously, we were followed. Take evasive maneuvers. We're on our way. Hmm. Just like old times. Yeah. Nothing ever seems to change, does it? Come on. Hey, hey, what about my latinum? Are you listening? Don't ignore me. Status report. Several ships have broken off from us, and they're now attacking the Ferengi vessel. On screen. My ship! Oh, why are they attacking my ship? They must have known it was the ship that brought me here. 
I take it these ships are under the control of Klingon who have undergone the change? It's the only explanation. Captain, look! Oh, my ship! They, they blew up my ship! It hasn't even been paid for yet! They're coming around for another pass on us now. All weapons, stand by to fire. Captain, the lead Klingon ship is hailing us. On screen. I'm Captain Karen. I don't care what you call yourself, human freak. Your kind are unworthy of life, yet I am willing to spare you for now. For now? The time will soon come when all the evolved will be called upon to exterminate those who are unchanged. For the safety of the future, your kind must be wiped out from existence. But today is not that day. How gracious of you. Your ship has taken damage. Nothing we can't handle. Give us Korg, and we shall leave. And if I don't? Then you leave me no choice but to destroy you all here and now. You have been listening to Star Trek, The Section 31 Files, Episode 1, Nero's Legacy, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were Laura Post as Captain Delona, Mark Kalita as Commander Mack, Judah Freeze as the Emergency Science Hologram, Ellie Hirschman as Zog, Carl Puder as Korg, Brian Lintz as Ensign Jasper, Bernadette M. Groves as Chief Engineer Mathis, Darren Millar as Dr. Saket, Melina Cutler as Knight, Aaron Duran as President Dekra. Eric Busby as Agent Bishop. Derek M. Koch as Karath. Brian Finnegan as Millar. Kelly Linz as the Engineer Assistant. John Tatterzak as the Transporter Chief. And Julie Massa as the Presidential Aide. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. Sound designed by Eric Busby. Star Trek The Section 31 Files is based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. 